Welcome to Healthy Habits Happy Moms Radio, where we are all about helping you find balance in food, fitness, and family 365 days a year with your hosts, Jennifer Campbell, Lauren Kosky, and Annie Breeze. Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Moms Radio. This is your host, Annie Breeze, and I am so excited because we have a very, very special guest for you today. We have Becky from Clean Mama here, and I absolutely adore her. Becky is a cleaning and a homekeeping expert. She's also a mama three, so trust me, she gets us. And she is here to help us discover new ways to do the mundane tasks of homekeeping and bring a little bit more fun to the process because... It comes up in our community so often that women feel overwhelmed by housekeeping and organization, and we believe that it does contribute to our mental and emotional health. She has a ton of great tips and tricks and suggestions, and I think you're going to hear some crazy similarities to how Becky approaches housekeeping and how we approach diet, exercise, and nutrition. You're going to love it. Enjoy. Becky, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like I am speaking to a celebrity because you are like ridiculously popular. Do you know that? You know that, right? I I don't know. I try not to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for for coming. I um I have to be honest though. Jen, this was Jen's idea to have you on. She was like, we need to have her on the show. And um then when I started looking into your method, I was like, whoa, this is there are some strong similarities, which we'll talk about in a little bit about your approach to cleaning and our approach to wellness that are just like crazy similar. But um and Jen, you're here too, yeah? Yeah. Hi. How are I, you? Um, good. <laughs> I just want to say that um, when I first went on the Clean Mama website, so how I heard about it was my sister um, and I were texting back and forth about um, frustrations of keeping the house clean, and she was like, you need to check out Clean Mama. I was like, oh, okay. So I went on your website, and I went to the About page, and I was reading it, and I was like, I have to show this to Annie and Lauren. And I sent, I sent it to them and I said, recognize anything because your philosophy is um, so similar to ours in a different realm, but just we could have been reading our about page when I was reading it. So it was really cool. So I knew right from then we got to have her on. Absolutely. So um, I, the first thing I want to just get out of the way, though, is um, because I think people, you know, we're kind of established our podcast as a health and wellness, I think, is our tag. Um, why are we talking about cleaning and organization on our health and wellness podcast? And um, I think you, I'm sure you're going to have some personal experience and some um, experience to share that how cleaning and organization can support mental and emotional wellness. And I know Jen can say the same thing, but I was actually curious to know, like, are there any studies? Like, is this just in our minds? Like, oh, the house is cleaner. I feel better. Or is this like legit? So I went and I did some digging and I found three main points that I thought were kind of, um, really interesting. A 2010 study shared that women who described their living spaces as cluttered or full of unfinished products projects were more likely to be depressed and fatigued than women who described their home as restful and restorative. They also found that women with cluttered homes expressed higher levels of cortisol, um, a stress hormone, which I don't know the, um, 
baseline for what's cluttered, what's clean. And I want to just throw a blanket statement out here that this is, these are some relative terms, you know, what's clean for Jen is what's not probably, yeah, it's probably very individual. Yeah. So this isn't about like saying you have to have the clean home. This is more about finding some systems and some habits that work in your life. Um, and, and finding a balance for you, not about this perfect clean house all the time. Um, but also in 2011, um, researchers at Princeton found that clutter can actually make it more difficult to focus on a particular task, which that's not in your brain. If you feel like you look around and you just can't get anything done because all you see is stuff. Um, And then this one was really interesting. A survey conducted by the National Sleep Foundation found that people who make their beds every morning, which we'll talk about in a little bit because I know that's one of Becky's kind of foundational daily habits, are 19% more likely to report getting a regular good night's sleep just from making their bed. 19% more likely to report getting a regular good night's sleep. And people who were surveyed also reported benefits of having clean sheets. Specifically, 75% of them said they had a better night's rest when their sheets were freshly cleaned because they felt more comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Who doesn't love getting into a bed with freshly laundered sheets? Like the just yeah, like sure. the tight, the tight fitted sheet and Especially like they've if they're just still warm from the dryer. <laughs> yeah. So Becky, um, I'm sure that doesn't come as a surprise to you hearing all of that, but is that what you found in working? I mean, you've worked with uh, hundreds of thousands of women before. I mean, you have a, a Facebook community support group, which has what, like 40 plus thousand women in there or something like that. Um, you've been all over the internet. You've done this time and time again. Is this what you're finding as well, that cleaning an organization support mental and emotional wellness? Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's, um, it's, everything's personal. So if, like you said, your what your level of clean or organized or cluttered <laughs> is, is completely different to someone else. But if you walk into your home and you feel overwhelmed, that's not helping anyone out because then, I mean, at least for me, and it's like the best way to put it is if I walk in to the home and it's cluttered or messy or whatever, I feel crabby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and if you, not everyone feels like that. Some people can look past it and it has nothing to do with it. But I know that um, just based on my personal experience with my readers and followers, that as soon as they start to get above the mess and sort through things and they have not only a sense of accomplishment, but the stress levels go down, the desire to be in the home (laughs) increases because you actually want to be there and spend time there and you can enjoy the time with your family or your pets or whatever without looking at all the junk that's around Mm -hmm. you. So um, I think that that's definitely... um, I, I, for example, I had a couple emails just this morning about um, women that two separate women, two separate scenarios have tried my routine after being clinically depressed and on medication, and they've never been able to keep up with anything because they felt like it had to be all or nothing. And once they started working through my routine in small, easy, manageable steps, they said they not only feel better mentally, (laughs) but physically, I mean, all these other things start to feel better. It's like when you lose 10 pounds, you don't realize how much that weight felt, uh, how that felt on your body. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing with stuff. If once you actually lose it and see past it and figure out how to keep up with your home and your routines and little things that it's not that hard, it just makes it so much easier. Just as you were talking, I was reminded of what we say in Healthy Habits, Happy Moms is all or something. So um, you're right. Women get stuck in this all or nothing mindset in so many areas of their lives. And actually, housekeeping um, and organization have come up in Healthy Habits, Happy Moms because we're hearing women's frustrations and we're hearing them you know, also feeling like their their house has to be spotless or they're letting it all go and you know it's one or the other and if they can't clean their whole house in one day then they're not um doing anything and um even though um organization and cleaning isn't the focus of our group this has come up before where we've suggested can you try an all or something approach and actually that's how i've managed through the last few years of my life um is we just have a very hectic schedule in my life and um uh there was no way that that I could keep up that kind of <laughs> schedule with my house so I started doing things like one room a day if I can do one room a day then um overall my house is staying clean it might not be all clean at once but I needed to find I needed to find a middle ground that I felt good about and um but yeah, I just kind of had to accept my house was probably never going to be spotless all at once. But anyways, that's why we're having you on, you on because <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, and I think I'm excited um, to get some tips. I think in you know in comparing the cleaning and um, wellness kind of areas, um, women can recognize that they want to make change. And they would like to maybe do something differently, but it's the how, like they get really stuck on like, how, like, how do I make this work for longer than a week, longer than a month? Like, I, like, I don't want to feel like I have to like have all this energy all the time to maintain this level of cleanliness, this level of wellness. And, um, I was reading, um, one of your blogs, it was from how to start or restart clean a cleaning routine when you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, which I'm just going to read you a small passage and you can find this on cleanmama.net. Um, but I just want you to think about how you can sub in. So Becky's talking about cleaning here, but what she was writing about cleaning could have easily been applied to feelings of, um, how women feel about their health and wellness and their diet and their nutrition. So this is what Becky wrote about cleaning. It happens to everyone. You start a new cleaning routine and you're doing great. You're motivated, you're energized, following along perfectly and making so much progress, checking off all the boxes and crossing everything off your list. Maybe you're go you're going along great for a couple weeks or even longer when a hypothetical disaster strikes. Someone gets sick, you get busy, or you just don't feel like cleaning any anymore. Then one day you look around and you realize you just can't stand it anymore. How did this happen? Where do you start? What do you tackle first? The piles are too much and you feel paralyzed and you're overwhelmed. Have you ever felt like this? Like you don't know where to start? What should you do in this situation? Is there hope? Can you get back to where you were? Or are you just destined to be someone who can't keep a clean house? I read that and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so us. That's like, that's like, the, that's the exact feeling so many women uh, come to us with. Um, like, I did this thing and I was doing really great, and then something happened and now I'm not doing it anymore. And I just, I feel hopeless. 
And that's where that kind of all or nothing approach comes in. Like they're either all in or they're all out, but that's not your recommend. That's not our recommendation. Um, and when it comes to cleaning, um, you know, most people, like Jen said, approach cleaning their house like they do their diet. They're going to change all the things all at once, and they're just going to clean the house top to bottom once a month and then expect it to stay that way. <laughs> the rest of the, and you're, sh- you're shaking your head like, no, like that doesn't work like that. Um, but the first thing I, that really stuck out to me was your, like your five daily tasks. Can, can you talk about how you came up with those and why, like how you implement them, why you think they're important? Can you just go over those with us? I'll just preface this with, I have, well, I've been married for 17 years um, and I worked like crazy, like three jobs. I was teaching and doing multiple jobs at the same time. I was cleaning people's houses. I was like, just like the ultimate hustler. And (laughs) for five years, we had our first child. I was still working two jobs, had her at daycare. And I went back for like four months, had the summer. And then I was like, I quit. I'm done. Like, that was it. So, and fortunately we were able financially able to support that. So, and that blogging was not a thing whatsoever, but at that point I had been working on a cleaning routine since my husband and I got married because I was like, it's two of us. We have a one bedroom apartment. What in the world? Why is this not clean? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> so I um, started developing my cleaning routine then. And I even, I remember um, buying a handful of books. One of them was Home Comforts, which I love. It's a classic cleaning book, and but it's very old fashioned. And it, but I really enjoyed just the rhythm of like daily tasks. And she talked a lot about old school kind of like Monday was washing day and Tuesday, you know, different things that pe- people have done for I don't know centuries, probably at least a hundred hundreds of years. But um, so I started kind of trying to craft this cleaning routine for our house and had it all settled. And it was, this is what we do this day. And this is what we do this day. And then we had three kids. <laughs> yeah. And, and I both have three and, kids too. And it's like, whoop, like it's gone. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work anymore. And so over the period of time, my youngest is five. And so I would say within the last, from when my 12 year old was like 12 to like for the first five years of her life was when I was really trying to figure out how in the world this was going to work. And we had two kids, but then I started working again, plus blogging and I was traveling. So I was traveling and working like 60 hours a week. So then I was like, Oh, I get it. Now I know why when people say I work or I'm traveling or my schedule is chaotic or whatever, I can't keep up. So then I started, I reworked it again to that time in our life. So what I came up with, um, it's pretty much all stayed the same, but I've reworked a little bit of which days different things happen and how that works the best. But the five daily tasks are things that I suggest doing every day. And if you can only start, like if you're completely overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do. I have two minutes a day to work on this. That's it. Then choose one daily task. Don't do all five, just choose one. You could choose your favorite. You could choose the one that you think is the hardest, um, whatever. So you do one daily task every day and try to do that for a week. So the daily tasks are um, one load of laundry, which applies best if you have a family. If it's just you and a spouse, it's probably, you're not going to have a load of laundry every week. I mean, every day. (laughs) Um, So a load of laundry, make your beds and um, check the floors. So this is 
Um, if you need to pull out a small vacuum cleaner, pull out a small vacuum cleaner. If you need to sweep under the kitchen table, sweep under the kitchen table. It's basically just looking for crumbs and that sort of thing. Um, wiping the counters. Um, so you're wiping the counters in your kitchen um, and then in the bathrooms if needed. So if there's toothpaste smeared on counter, whatever, clean it up. <laughs> that never happens in my house. I don't know what you're right. talking about. <laughs> and then the last one is clutter. And to me, that's the most important one. Like if I were to say, start with one thing, that would be the, my choice personally, because I think that's something that everyone deals with. So some days all the clutter is, is taking the piles of paper that I have from my kids <laughs> and sorting through it and then taking care of the mail. Um, other days it's doing a quick five minute cleanup and cleaning up all the toys on the floor, cleaning up the bedroom floors from the kids. And my kids are involved. I don't do that. Those sorts of things for them. I don't make their beds. Um, they make their beds. So there's, I'm not running around picking up other people's messes <laughs> because I don't want to, but those are my <laughs> five daily tasks. And I think that they, it's a, like the best place to start. And if you feel like you can, they're easy, they're totally doable to start with all five. But if that sounds like way too much for you to do, don't start there. Just do one. So yeah, that would be my. And I think you've mentioned a couple times in your, in your blog post that all five of those tasks take anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. So you're not talking about like hours a day cleaning, cleaning. These are just things that you can do pretty efficiently. And, um, in that blog post that I was reading from above, like what to do when you're totally overwhelmed, your advice in that post was just to do something, which is often what we would say to women, you know, like it doesn't have to be this perfect answer. This per just, just do, do something like make a bed, wipe a counter, sweep a floor, I fluff a pillow. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Do something. Um, and as far as like the habit-based approach, you, you have also encouraged women to like work to master those and then add on and then add on. And then, and then on top of that, you offer, you offer a lot of free resources on your blog, which I would encourage everyone to go check out, but you also have a calendar each month with daily prompts. So there's some additional activities on there, correct? Yep. So, um, each day of the week I have an assigned task. So in addition to those five, um, daily tasks, there's weekly tasks. And so Monday is bathrooms day, Tuesday is dusting day. Uh, Wednesday is vacuuming day. Thursday is wash the floors. Friday is catch all day. And that's a day to catch up because I don't always get everything done in the week. And I wouldn't assume that everyone else would either. Um, if everything's all caught up, I'll relax <laughs> and not think about something. Or maybe I'll get a start on um, a, a Saturday's tasks or I'll work on some deep cleaning or something like that. But having just uh like a specific time of day or it, I mean, it depends on the person. I like to do things in the morning, like right away. So I'm done with it. After the kids go to school, I run around and do my thing and then I um, work and, or go work out or I, you know, I do other things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Saturday is sheets and towels. So on Saturdays, all the beds get stripped, wash all the sheets, wash all the bathroom towels. And then on Sunday, I just do daily tasks and that's it. So wait, just to clarify, do you recommend washing your sheets once a week? <laughs> I do. I do. And I, <laughs> I, I might be a little behind on that. <laughs> well, and it's not, you know, 
that the minimum, like for health reasons, you should like, like every other week would be like the minimum. But if that's not something that you're in a routine of doing, just slowly one yeah. bed a week. And then, I mean, that would be my suggestion. So if you have four beds in your house or three beds in your house, do one bed a week. And then the next week, do the next one and then kind of rotate through your bedrooms. Yeah. If it's too much to pull everything off and do yeah. that. So. But then I could be like that 75% of people that report getting a better night's sleep. If I right. maybe. <laughs> I really love that you have a, um, a catch all day or like our catch up day, because um, I think that's one of the uh, pitfalls is that women, you know, that expect perfection, don't plan for failure, or don't plan to get behind um, or don't plan for things to come up. And then when they do, they're kind of stuck. And then that's when they just kind of say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to quit everything. So you um, account for that in your calendars, which is great. Yeah. I think that's Well, awesome. it's like when all the wheels fall off because it, you know it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just plan yeah. for Probably, it. Especially plan with for moms. It. Realize it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Some days, like, um, I really like doing cleaning the bathrooms on Mondays because I feel like then the week is off to a fresh start and it's like a good kind of sync signal for my brain for whatever reason. Um, but sometimes I'll be too busy on a Monday doing other things and I'll say, no big deal. I'll worry about it the next Friday. But if I didn't get to it that week at all, then I would just do it the following Monday. So, I mean, no one's going to die from not cleaning your bathroom every week. I mean, sure. It's not as clean, but I mean, unless you're passing around, you know, the stomach flu or something, I think (laughs) you'll be okay if, if you wait, I mean, you just will. So yeah, I have three boys, so I'm not sure if that holds true for my household because yeah. I have two boys and, but they share a bathroom. So I just oh, keep my three boys, <laughs> yeah, my three boys are all confined to one bathroom. And I'm like, this is the only toilet you can pee in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't, uh, you know, I, I only have one boy, so I can't complain too much, but, um, so far, he's he's pretty good. He gets a little distracted sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, so we have. Um, I posted in our in our community um, what questions women had for you because they were, of course, starstruck, um, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, I love her!" And one of the first questions came up was, "What advice or suggestions would you give to individuals who just don't like cleaning?" And if I remember correctly, this came from Ashley and. Ashley was not really bothered by uncleanliness or a, a messy home. Do you just say, fine, if you're happy, I'm happy? Or or what if people don't like cleaning, but they want a little bit cleaner house? What suggestion would you give? If you're not bothered by it and no one else in your family is bothered by it, then it's, I mean, that's your deal. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Like I'm not coming over. I'm not, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if you, if you want to be able to welcome people into your home and you haven't been able to do that because your kitchen is full of dirty dishes from the whole week because no one cares or, you know, I mean, there's, there, there's, um, not everyone sees cleaning as something that's important and that's fine. But if you do want to have people over and you want them to feel like they don't need to do the dishes before they, (laughs) for you, then, you know, you might want to start doing some simple um, daily tasks. I think that just starting with something very small, is helpful. And then, I mean, it really depends on your personality, but if you feel you're the kind of person that feels um, like a sense of accomplishment or um, like if you clean out a drawer and you want to clean out another drawer and you're kind of on a roll, go with it. And when you feel like cleaning, clean, 
<laughs> you might be, some people are more motivated, like more like just from a, um, like when they feel like cleaning, they're going to clean. And if that's you go, go, you know, all out for as long as you can. <laughs> and, but the, the thing of having a cleaning routine, the point of it is, is that your home stays clean longer. It's easier to clean it when you are clean, keeping up with the maintaining. Um, and you're going to find that you enjoy being in your home and your family members enjoy being in your home more when it feels comfortable and clean and you can find your socks and you can, <laughs> you don't open up a door and everything falls out on top of you. I mean, there's very, there's a lot of benefits just from a practical standpoint to keeping yeah. up with a little something. I used to feel really anxious about people coming into my house and because of the mess. And I know that, um, I know that's also something you can change because I also, I also, I also am at a point today where although I know that I probably need better cleaning habits and this podcast is already giving me so many ideas. I've also really owned where I'm at and I've realized and I've realized that a lot of women's houses look just like mine if you take them off guard and um, and that's fine. In fact, I find women are sometimes feel very comfortable around me because um, when they come in, my house looks just like theirs. <laughs> and uh, so like my neighbor, her house is spotless all the time. And um, when her son comes over in the morning to pick up my two older boys to walk to school, he always comments on my house because um, his house is so clean and he's seven and he's just, you know, making comments like you need to vacuum this carpet and, and things. I know he's really cute. He's such a sweetheart. He's just very honest. And five years ago, I would have felt almost anxious about that and embarrassed, but you know, um, you can also own it and just think like you can only do what you can do. And if you're doing your best and, and maybe that's it for you, you're like, I'm doing my best and that's it. Or maybe, or maybe you're working on habits and you're, you understand that you're incrementally going to get a little bit better over time. Um, yeah, I think it's just something that we can also own as well. Like if it's bringing you anxiety, yet there's also nothing you can really do to change where you're at, then it's okay to just kind of let that go and own it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Jen's house and we were moving furniture and uh, for to to record stuff and your floors were messy. And I was like, not like oh, her floors were messy, but I was like, her floors are messy like mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you feel comfortable because it's like, just like your house, you know, like, right. Right. <laughs> you know, like this. she's not perfect either. And right? I had white in that house. We've moved several times since then, but in that house I had white floors and it was horrific and keeping them clean was just, you know, I would have to mop every day for those floors to look clean. So yeah, I just kind of owned it. Getting back to people who don't like cleaning, this is, I, I don't know, Becky, I don't know what you'll think of this, but 
this is what I do. I sit in my house and I'm like, I should clean the bathroom. I should clean the bathroom. And I sit and I stew over cleaning the bathroom for probably 30 minutes, sometimes a couple hours. And it would take me honestly 15 minutes to go in there and just do a quick clean of the bathroom. It's not a huge bathroom. It's not hard. So what I've done was actually just set a timer. Like, um, I'm I'm just going to clean for five minutes. And after like, I'll get done when I get done in five minutes. And if I want to keep going after the five minutes over fine, but I'm just going to do it for five minutes. Um, because that getting started is just really, really hard for me sometimes. And I, and I spend so much energy talking myself into doing the cleaning that I could have just cleaned like in that time, which is, I think I see a lot of women do with going to the gym too. They sit and they think about going to the gym for so long when they could have just gone, got a quick workout in and, and been done and moved on. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any tips for just getting started when you, when you're not feeling like cleaning, when you don't like cleaning for whatever reason? Yep. I suggest the timer. Um, and I suggest like a lot of times if people are, they're working all day and they come home and they're like, I only, you know, I come home and I make dinner and then I just want to lay on the couch. So my suggestion always is to set like a timer for five minutes and whatever you get done, get done. And that's it. Like if you, if you are only able to wipe down the toilets in your bathroom and you, you had two bathrooms or three bathrooms, you cleaned both of those toilets in that five minutes, fine. Next week, do the counters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I mean, that's the the main thing. I think the timer is great. I also recommend listening to podcasts. I like doing that a lot when I'm cleaning. Um, put on a podcast and you'll get absorbed into that and you will forget what you're doing. And you'll, the podcast will be done. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I cleaned all my bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome advice. We recommend that <laughs> for things like, you know, going for a walk, just throw on a podcast, walk for as long as the podcast is on and pretty soon you've walked for 45 minutes and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, um, I think that the, it's a, like if you put on music, sometimes music will pump people up and they'll want to clean. But for some reason, like I do better when I'm listening to something because then my brain is not concentrating on what I'm doing. Whereas if I'm listening to music, I'm not having to really think about it because I know the words or I've, it's a familiar tune or yeah. I think it's your, it engages your brain a little bit differently. And- bra- I think it just kind of breaks through the monotony of cleaning I find. And one thing I do is um, I have an iPad and I'll put a show on um, just like a Netflix show on and just prop the iPad up whatever room I'm in cleaning. And even though I'm, I'm more listening to the show than anything. Yeah. It just breaks through the monotony and makes it, a bit more interesting and I and actually I often do that when I'm exercising too because sometimes I find exercising monotonous and um and sometimes sometimes exercise is just a task for me to check off in the day just to get kind of the minimum done and um or or sometimes I listen to a podcast too and I'm working out so yeah I think that's an awesome tip yeah I like that um okay this question came up a couple times um from a handful of people what advice or suggestions do you have for people um, involved slash living with hoarders? So one person has maybe some hoarding tendencies or maybe even just like messier tendencies in general, and the other person does not. And I, 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 on a, on a less, maybe on a less dramatic scale, I, this often comes up in our community that um, maybe the husband has a different set of standards for the house than the woman or vice versa. Um, and that often causes some issues. Do you have any suggestions? 
Well, first of all, if someone's like a clinically diagnosed hoarder, then they need <laughs> a different set of um, help. <laughs> but if, if it's someone that's more comfortable with clutter or, you know, that sort of thing, like you're um, talking about, then I think you need to address it and say, this is what I'm comfortable with. I know that you're like, okay, I'll give an example. <laughs> um, my husband can see like, I'll put his clothes, like clean clothes in a basket and he can look at it for a week and not put it away. But myself, like I take it out of the dryer and I put it away, but I like, it doesn't bother him. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll, like on a Saturday morning, I'll go to the bedroom and he's got everything all folded and put away. And that was it. Now, sometimes I could nag him about it and say, when are you going to do that? You know, but I've just decided I put it in a basket and I put it in the closet and you know, whenever he gets to it, he gets to it. If he has wrinkled clothes, whatever. Like, I mean, it's usually workout clothes anyways. It's not like dress shirts or <laughs> something like that. So, I mean, you can take that approach where you figure out a way to deal with it. Like, all right, you're going to do this, but I'm not going to do it. You know, go from that way. If um, you're, uh, I think that just because everyone's different degrees are different, you need to talk about it because if you're not, saying, hey, I can't stand it when you put your clothes on the floor <laughs> when you could go two steps and put them in a basket. Like, it drives me crazy. Can you just do that? Or move the basket wherever the clothes are being thrown on the floor. <laughs> Make it easier, like, instead of having the keys on the counter, put up a hook right by where everyone throws the keys. Or, you know, making putting systems in place so that if there's like a clutter spot or a zone that things get junked into, you're actually creating a better home that you feel better about because now it's going to a specific spot versus, you know, something else. I don't know. That's like kind of trying to problem solve the situation I think is helpful. Um, and um, talking it through, you know, that's not, if you, if they don't care and you do, um, and there's just junk, I suggest putting, saying, okay, I'm going to give you the end of this week. This is all this junk. If this is not, you know, put away, I'm going to put it in a box and I'm going to put it away. And so put all that junk in a box or, you know, it's probably precious things to them, but if you find it junk, <laughs> put it in a box, put a label on it. That's like a month for in the future and say when that month goes by or six months, whatever you're comfortable with, if no one has looked in that box in that amount of time, just don't even open the box, take the box to your favorite donation spot or the dump or wait, you know, whatever. I have to tell a story here. No, First I, of all, want, I want to tell my story. Life. I want to okay. tell a story about your shoes. It's about your shoes, isn't it? No. Well, I mean, every area of my life, like I am so messy and it drives my husband crazy and I am working on it. I have, you wouldn't believe how far I've come in 10 years, which is how long we've been married. But if I vacuum, my vacuum's going to lay on the floor in the hallway for the next week after, because I just, I don't know why I can't quite finish the task. Yeah. Or my mop and like, this is gross, but if I mop the floors, then I'll just like put the mop back in the bucket and put it into a corner and it'll just sit there for days. 
I don't know why I do it. I just can't quite complete the task. And I don't know what Annie's going to say about shoes. Well, I'm no, so um, Jen sent me a text message with a, a photo of um, a couple of shoes. And it was essentially she had packaged these shoes up probably like four years ago and opened the box and was like, should I keep these? And I was like, you haven't thought about them for four years. You clearly weren't missing them. Like let them yeah, go. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm a hoarder. I'm. I'm really trying. I joined this minimalist group about a year ago. But here's the thing: it was overwhelming for me. Like I joined. You know, again, we were talking about. Like I. I wanted. I want to get rid of stuff. Like I really do. I don't like hanging on to it. But I don't know where to start. When I look at the boxes we have of stuff I haven't opened, we've also moved around a lot in the last ten years. Like I've lived in eight different houses and. You just kind of don't know where to, um, you just kind of store stuff, box it up, and it never gets unpacked, and then, you know, you'd think I would just not even look in those boxes and just throw them in the garbage, but as soon as I look in them, I'm like, oh yeah, that was important to me, (laughs) so I hang on to it, and now I have a basement full of boxes, and my mom was the same way, my mother was the same way, I remember we had a basement full of boxes too. I just can't let go of things. It's hard. And this minimalist group I joined, again, I just found it overwhelming because they didn't really have any processes in place. It was just like, everyone, declutter. And I was like, how? And I also found that I had to go through a lot of emotional stuff when thinking about decluttering. Like, um, I actually posted in that group last year when I was having to throw out clothes. And I was like... I was donating these clothes and so in our community we see the emotional letting go of like um you know like clothes that they had before kids and there's an emotional let go of like that size isn't realistic for me anymore and they're kind of letting go that way but my issue was um I grew up really poor and it's really hard for me to um let things go. Like I, I was raised by a single mom, um, three kids. So of course she was hoarding everything because she never knew when we would need it again. And if we would, we wouldn't have the money to buy it if we needed it. So, but I'm not in that position. However, I still have those habits and I feel, I feel sick to my stomach when I am donating or throwing things out because it makes me feel sick to think in the future of spending money on something like that again. And it also, there's just like a something that rips at my soul of like, um, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's, you know, it's definitely emotional baggage. But one thing someone said to me that really helped was the waste isn't happening when you're throwing out or donating. The waste happened when you bought it. Like if it's something that, you know, has been sitting, you bought and it's just sitting there then. Anyway, so yeah, I find it's just, yeah, it's hard to get through all that clutter. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think if, I can, I can bring things to Goodwill, no problem, and load up my SUV and drop things off, and I have no problem doing that. But I had a really hard time with some toys, with the kids, knowing I had yeah. three kids, and I was kind of done, and we didn't need this anymore, and they loved it. And so I started thinking about places to donate that would make me feel good <laughs> to know right. to donate. So like I brought toys to the preschool that my sons attended. So that more, and then I watched the kids play with them and I was, I mean, it made me feel better. So I think sometimes like thinking of places that you know would use it, like clothing, like to women's shelters, I think is a great place. Like if you have clothing that you're not 
using, bring it somewhere that you know they're going to use it tomorrow right. <laughs> or today. And it's not going to be, you know, sitting in a holding place and sorted through by who knows who. And like, someone's going to be like, oh my gosh, I could totally use that dress. Or I, oh, that would be great. And, or that would be great for a job interview or, you know, something where you're actually, you know, that your connection could be someone else's connection. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I found out is that people will buy anything off Kijiji. Like if you put it on, you wouldn't believe stuff I've sold for even just five bucks. Like just because, you know, you're just trying to get rid of it and you put it on for super cheap and they'll come pick it up. Like it's, you know, lots of your stuff is usable to other people. And that's sad too. Like someone else, this is, you know, like it's sitting in my basement, but that could be someone else's you yeah, know, and that's, I guess, that's one reason I don't like throwing things out because I know it is usable to a lot of people. And I do think about my mom and, you know, our situation when her and my dad first split up and, you know, we moved to this tiny little apartment and she didn't really have anything. And I, you know, I think of there's people like that everywhere. So, you know, I, I hate throwing things out, but you're right. It does help to know that someone else could use it and value it. Um, but, but also the, the whole act of letting go of that stuff I found was the hardest part. It's just the letting go when it's gone and you come back into your home and you have an uncluttered space, um, that mental, you know, the weight off your shoulders, the mental release, the visual of of it all. Um, and once you can focus on that reward, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like whenever I'm going through stuff to donate or to toss out. Um, I always have this fear like, oh, but what if I need this someday? I might need this, you know, in in five years, one time. And (laughs) I'm just like, okay, it's, you know, and chances are in five years, I'm not going to be able to even find it, um, first of all. But second of all, you're right. Like once it's gone, once it's out of the house, and I think that's a really good tip, Becky, that you gave. Um, I did this with my tank tops because I have a bajillion tank tops, but I probably wear the same five over and over again. Um, I put a handful of tank tops in, um, just a target sack and I put it in the basement and I thought if I don't, if I don't open this in a month, I'm just, I'm giving them to a girlfriend or donating them or whatever. But the key is to not open it because as soon as I open it again, I'm going to be like, Ooh, I kind of like this again. (laughs) And it's going to find its way back into my dresser. And yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have one last question. Um, and I think every mom can probably relate stuffed animals. (laughs) What do you do without storage suggestions other than those net thingies? Do you have any? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, um, okay. I'll, uh, before we got our dog, <laughs> cause she goes, grabs them from the kids and eats them. Eats them. <laughs> so, but my best thing was the, um, land of nod has them. There's a handful of other places, but it's like a, like a storage bin that's, either two or three compartments and they're wood and you can put books in them, toys, whatever. We always kept books on one side and stuffed animals on the other. Cool. So and it looks, it looks nice. It looks cute. Cause they're all like, you know, like stuffed in there and my kids love stuffed animals. I mean, they like, not all kids play with stuffed animals and you, but you get tons of them for gifts or you give them cause they're just so cute. And, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the hard part is, is, um, they just like overtake my kid's bed. If I let them like all of a sudden they're not, there's no mattress. It's just stuffed animals. Like, 
who needs a pillow when you have a giant frog? Like, right, right. <laughs> I have a question. So this is a trouble area in my life slash house. My front entrance, um, getting the kids in and out of the house is a nightmare for me, especially now it's winter. We're actually having a snowstorm that started sometime in the middle of the night going on. So now I have to add gloves and hats and snow pants to the mix. And it, I just getting into the house out of the house is so stressful for me. And I'm always yelling and there's always things lost. And I was wondering if you could share, if you know, if you have a system for this or any tips on organizing a, an entryway of a home. We have like a mud room. So we're fortunate to have a space when we come in from the garage and we've got a bench with bins. Each kid has a basket when they put their shoes in that basket and then the coats go, there's a hook above the bench and the coats go there. So that's the system that we use. Um, but for winter, <laughs> everything changes. Cause I pull, I put all the winter things in our front closet and and just you know just for the seasons i have not pulled out the winter gear yet but i keep boots in the garage even though when they go to school they their feet might be <laughs> cold but right. i can't stand too bad the house needs to be clean <laughs> i can't stand have because they're just like strewn all over the mudroom and right. they're snowy and muddy and like just they stay out there i'll usually pull them in before you know like an hour before they leave for school so they're not if it's like you know, frigid temperature, but our garage does stay fairly warm. So <laughs> I'm not torturing them. Um, and then they have, um, they're in their shoe basket in the winter, they keep um, a hat and gloves in there. And then I have them just put their snow pants in their backpacks so that okay. they aren't hanging, unless they're wet, they hang up, but then I roll them up and they throw them in their backpacks so that they're ready because they don't wear them to school. They just wear them on the playground. Right. So you're basically saying it's just, just about finding a system. Finding a system, that works finding a spot house. and a place for the kids to put their stuff. I have a big, huge basket where they keep their, well, it's not huge, but it's, it's big, where they keep their um, backpacks and lunch boxes. Oh, okay. So when they come in, they unpack all that, pull out their homework, put their backpacks in the basket. So, I mean, I kind of, everything's got a place because otherwise it's, everywhere yeah i think yeah. i'm finding like i and what i'm hearing from you here is that it's not just like it's not just being a clean mama it's about getting your kids um and your partner on board with all of these different habits because until i teach my kids to get into this system themselves i'm going to be the one doing it which is part of my overwhelm is that mm -hmm. You know, my kids are four, six, and eight, so they're they're young, but they're old enough. I can't. Yeah. I I mean, I can't believe what I was doing compared to what my <laughs> kids do. It's drastically different. Yeah. Um, I started them on a bed making habit. Um, so we have a we have a getting ready for school routine, and part of that is making their beds. And I couldn't believe how much that helped me in the day. So now. I guess what I'm hearing from you is just implementing these systems mm -hmm. with our children, you know, as we're leaving yeah. and as we're coming home. Yeah. And I was a teacher for 10 years too. So I, there's a lot of things that I taught my students. Right. Right. And as a <laughs> because, teacher, you have to be organized. Right. You're and you've got 25 kids that you're. Well, I had 600 because I was an art teacher. So oh. I had the entire school. <laughs> right. So I had like, like lots of systems in place for that too. But um, kids love structure. They do. I mean, even you can't, most kids 
They want to know where their backpack goes. They want to know where their art supplies are. They want to know, you know, there's like things right. that it's, everyone does. <laughs> right. You know, but like kids really, they eat that structure up because they don't like, like the unknown. Right. Like, they want someone to tell them what to do. Just like yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, Annie, what is the stat? It's 60% of our behaviors are automatic for 40% of our daily behaviors are out of habit. Like we don't even, we don't even think of them. We, we put our shoes on before we go out to the car. We put our pants on the same way. We probably apply our mascara the same way. Like it requires like zero mental energy. We just, and I think a, a lot of our habits end up making our life more stressful. We don't even know it. Like my kids, well, I mean, my kids habits, like their habit of coming in the house and just kicking their shoes wherever in my entryway that's their habit. It makes my life yeah. feel very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I have habits, obviously, like leaving my mop <laughs> in the corner of my right. kitchen. <laughs> that makes my life more stressful. And it's just about looking at your behaviors and realizing that you can improve them. And it doesn't, yeah. it maybe feels hard at first, but as soon as you can build that into a habit, then it's not so hard, which is right. the foundation of Balance 365. Becky, I, I don't know if, how much you know about us. We know all about you, but um, <laughs> Balance 365 is so similar to your philosophy because it's a nutrition habit coaching program. So, it, you know, nutrition shouldn't feel hard all the time. There's certain times, you know, your life ebbs and flows. Um, and there's certain times when you might need to pay more attention. But um, really what we desire for all women is freedom from having to think about food and weight and exercise all the time. We want to help them build in manageable daily habits that are realistic for them um, and looks different for all women. So, and so it feels easy and seamless and just fits into their busy life, which is essentially describing what you do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. So that's why it's yeah. so amazing to find you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we love you, Becky. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> so I don't want to take up um, too much more of your time, but I do want to give you um, an opportunity because like I said, you have a lot of freebies on your website, but you also have some products um, if women want a little bit more guidance. Can you just share about those before we let you go? Yeah, yeah. I, um I wrote a book. It's called Simply Clean. It came out last March, March of 2017. So I guess it's this this March. But um, that book talks about how to actually implement your the daily habits and weekly habits and how to work it into a system. I also have a subscription called Homekeeping Society, and that pairs with um, my Facebook page. Now, not all the people that are on the Facebook page. Are members of Homekeeping Society that is in the paid subscription. But um, in both of those things, I talk about different um, organizing, organizational tips. We have a monthly focus. So like coming up for December, the, the monthly focus is offices and paperwork. So the, that'll be the focus um, of the Homekeeping Society subscription. Um, like you said, I have a free printables page. I have oodles of free printables available. Um, and I also have a homekeeping shop where I sell um, glass spray bottles and microfiber cloths, farm up towels, different cleaning supplies that help with natural living and keeping a clean house. 
Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was fun. This is a it lot was of really fun. fun. It was really inspired. nice to meet you. <laughs> I know. I'm very inspired right now. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm glad I'm I already got my workout in because otherwise I would have had to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go clean something. I don't know yeah. what, but yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard today, I invite you to check out our free 30-minute workshop where Jennifer Lauren and I discuss how to reach your goals without dieting extremes and how to have fun while you get there, which you can find at balance365.co. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E 365.co, as well as join nearly 30,000 women across the globe in our free Facebook community at Healthy Habits, Happy Moms. And if you really like what you heard today, be sure to give it a review on iTunes so we can keep bringing you amazing content. Thanks, everyone.